0: You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host Ben Wolf.
1: And welcome to Win Win and an entrepreneurial community. This is Ben Wolf, your host. As always, uh, we're going to learn from our guest today. What is the trigger for utilizing interim talent? Uh, ask everybody to subscribe, like, leave a review, whatever it is on the platform on which you are listening to or watching this. It definitely does help us get this content out to more people and have the algorithms all-powerful algorithms show it to more people. Uh, So I do appreciate that. And so with that, I want to get into introducing our guest today who's going to talk about this topic. Uh, He is a certified EOS implementer. For those who are familiar with EOS, Uh, he has a long story history as a fractional executive and an interim executive. Uh, He is one of the co-authors of X formation, transforming business through interim executive leadership. So definitely the expert on this space. mentors, you know, he's a mentor in EO, accelerator. I, I, you know, I happen to have met somebody recently who he is mentoring. So all around great guy, help first individuals. I give you Damon Neth, welcome Damon.
0: Wow, thanks Ben, it's so great to be here. Thank you for such a warm and terrific introduction. Uh, as you know, interim executive leadership and EOS are two deep passions of mine. Uh, in addition to helping other people, so I'm really excited to be here and and dig into and talk about everything that's happening as the business world's transforming here around COVID, around other changes, and uh, you know, really, I think bringing a lot of these topics to new light.
1: Hundred percent. So you know, and 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 I appreciate having you on, also as as a as a guest who's been on this podcast a couple of years ago. Um, So, I guess if you could first kind of refresh us here, what's a little bit of context? What's your background, you know, quick two-minute background on how you ended up being somebody who knows about and is talking about interim executive leadership?
0: Yeah, great question. Um, So I started, it's interesting, I graduated college in 1990 and I started working for a big six-type consulting firm leading enterprise technology replacements. And you know, it turns out I had a gift for it, and I had a skill set around it. And so quickly, as a young person, I found myself leading these massive, multi-million-dollar tech and operational transformations for really large companies, household mm. name. And um, so back then, interim executive leadership was a, a very new notion, if it was even a notion at all. Um, as you know, interim really kind of started in Europe. Uh, and uh, particularly in the finance seat. So back in the early 90s, there weren't a lot of people talking about interim executive leadership, but the reality was I was an outsider working at the very top of these organizations, and they kind of didn't know what to do with me to make sure that I was aligned with strategy, achieving the right things, um, You know, basically staying on track with what my mission was, which was to drive the strategy through the organization and change. And so I found myself with a seat at the table, um, basically leading technology, um, or operations for these huge companies, and you know that's how I kind of became exposed to interim executive leadership. I was assigned teams, I was assigned missions, I was assigned budget, I was assigned authority. Um, Those were kind of new ways of doing business, but I took to it really well. I loved the work. I loved being a change agent for companies. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important notion that not everybody thinks about when they talk about fractional leadership or interim executive leadership. Uh, You know, I love being a change agent. Frankly, the day-to-day is just too boring for me. (laughs) So I was a great resource to help companies get from zero to implementation, uh, sometimes through a second phase of that. But once it started to become stable and steady state, that just wasn't my best and highest use. So I'd be, Off to the next exciting thing. And so that's how I became an interim executive, is basically working from company to company, leading these massive changes. And, you know, over time, what started to emerge was that, you know, this is a new business model, this is a way of of behaving, because the reality is, is an organization didn't need me full time forever. They needed me for a period of time to accomplish a change that they didn't have the internal either bandwidth or talent or whatever to accomplish themselves. Um, So, you know, those are back in the early days, Uh, I did that for about a dozen years, then I became a small business entrepreneur, my wife Stacy and I have owned and operated five companies, we've acquired a bunch of others exited several. And so that was kind of the opposite for me was learning about the gritty kind of ground up what it's like to be an entrepreneur without unlimited resources, talent, budget, you know, all those things. And uh, what I do now is I kind of bring those two worlds together. And that's why I love EOS is because even though I led change for decades, uh, when I read traction, God, it was so clear and pure and simple. It changed my thinking. And I thought, man, if, if I can kind of help small organizations, the way I used to help big organizations, and use EOS as a backbone for, for mom and apple pie and best practice, you know, now it all really starts to gel together into what I do today.
1: That's awesome. And I want to I get to those, you know, kind of those smaller and mid sized businesses in a second. But first, Um, I wonder if you can explain to me, because a lot of people ask, well, what's the difference between an interim executive? I want to know how you define it. What's the difference between an interim executive and a fractional executive?
0: Um, So for me, there's really no difference in, say, talent. It's really more of what time, you know, how much time of someone do you need? So I've been working as an interim executive for three decades. Back in the day, I was what I would call a full-time committed interim, meaning I had basically one full-time client. Uh, I was there, but I wasn't uh, i wasn't hired by the company. I was hired as, a, as an outsider, but I wasn't an employee. And I wasn't going to be there forever. And when the engagement wrapped up, I was ready to move on quickly.
1: So interim so, typically uh, implies full-time.
0: Yeah, so, so for me, um, full-time committed is a way to be an interim executive. Fractional is just when you don't simply need somebody 40 hours in that seat. And that's right. the work I do today. And you kind of, as an interim, as a practicing interim, you have to kind of make your choice. <laughs> am I going to be full-time committed and kind of work for one company or maybe two at a time? Or am I going to be maybe a one-day-a-week CTO for a company and maybe have three or four or even five clients at a
1: time, depending right. on what's going on? Right. Makes sense. And now, What's you know? I guess for the big question at the beginning, I will get into service actual delivery in a second. But like thinking about like what's triggering, like the topic that I said at the beginning, like what's triggering? What are people going through that might trigger the need for some kind of interim executive talent? Whether it's you know full time committed, as you said, or whether it's fractional, which is probably more common. But what is what's a trigger? What are people going through? What are, what can people see in their own lives? Uh, that would kind of indicate, hey, maybe that's a solution to think about here?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think it can it, we can boil it all down to one thing, which is that feeling or that knowledge that you simply do not have the pieces on the table in your company, especially at the top, to get to where you need to go. Um, world is moving so quickly and becoming so complicated. You know, just if you look at the discipline of marketing, Marketing could be a hundred things, right? Not every company has the same needs. And sometimes what you're doing is working and then suddenly it's not. And a lot of times it's when it stops working you know, the entrepreneur looks around and says, like, we have no ideas about how to fix this or what to do. So they start guessing or throwing darts or like kind of randomly hiring companies to like fix the problem. But a lot of times what's missing is the overall strategy or the proven processes or the knowledge that if we walk this path, we'll get the results we expect. So I would say it's when you have that moment that you just simply don't have the knowledge, the skills that you need in your company, and that you are ready to bring in some high level perspectives Uh, Because, you know, an interim executive really is not a consultant as much as they are a leader. And so, you know, not every organization understands or is willing to bring an outsider in and give them authority to lead. But I find when the pain level gets high enough or the opportunity is big enough, that's what moves companies to kind of rethink things and start to really see what value an interim or a fractional executive could bring.
1: So you would say so you would say or describe the difference between consulting and fractional or, or interim leadership as being responsibility or leadership or authority as opposed to. Yeah, as opposed to well,
0: what? Well, what I say is consultants um, study and recommend and, and by the way, I've worked as a consultant. I have, I have nothing against consultants. I believe they're necessary. No, everything but they're, in, they're, in they're its
1: proper work. place.
0: Yeah, there is an important, you know, I think knowledge and distinction between what is just a consultant versus an interim executive. And for me, the difference is an interim executive is prepared to lead what they recommend. So everything that I find and study and recommend, I'm prepared to lead, uh, whereas uh, oftentimes consulting firms are like, here's your findings deliverable. Good luck with that. Uh, Or we can help you with a piece of it. So I really kind of think about the business of change, especially when it's like important change, like strategy or we're, we're changing operations or we're adding a new business line. Like those types of things, uh, as I talk about an they they have to start with solid strategy. So we talk about this acronym of SOMO, which is strategize optimize, maximize, and organize, which is to say, like everything has to be based on solid strategy. And a lot of times, companies, especially small, nimble companies, are so anxious to get going, they kind of assume the strategy is understood or defined. But a lot of times, it's not until you get midway through a change initiative that you realize, well, we hadn't really like kind of gotten our strategy together or really thought about how we're going to benefit from all these changes in a real way. So that's what a a fractional leader does, right, is they bring these perspectives, these knowledge colleges. Uh, they've walked this path before. And so they're bringing proven approaches to this and they're basically helping clear away the debris or the clutter, focus the team and the organization around how we're going to uh, you know, start with a solid strategy for this. Then it's about implementing it, right? So and, and that's when we say like first we have to have great strategy, then we want to make sure we're optimizing the efficiency of a business because we don't want to grow sales and put the, the business under you know, duress because it can't handle that type of volume. So we want to make sure that operationally we're ready for whatever that is. Then it's about maximizing revenue, driving more transactions through an efficient pipeline. And then about organization, how do you align your people, your assets, et cetera, to make sure that you're getting the most juice out of everything you're doing. So, you know, that's what I think is the difference between a consultant and an interim is they bring that strategy piece and they're prepared to lead the things that they recommend as changes.
1: Right. Awesome. And you spoke before about About the difference between, I guess, doing doing that as an interim executive at multiple large organizations, and then you founded all these companies with you and your wife, and then, you know, what's the difference? What's the differences in terms of what I guess either from the either from the business owners' perspective might be listening to or watching this, uh, or you know, maybe even from the fractional executives' perspective, is what what's the difference in how that works, interim or fractional executive? service works at the at those larger businesses, which maybe a lot of people listening to this may not be able to relate to. And like what's the difference in how that looks at these small and small and mid-sized businesses?
0: Yeah, well, uh, that's interesting and a great question. Um, I think at the end of the day, the work is the same. The scale mm-hmm. is different, uh, and maybe some of the approaches are different. Um, you know, frankly, what you have to do and what is expected at a huge organization is different than what you do and what's expected at an entrepreneurial organization. Uh, you know, at a Fortune 500 company, you would never present to the executive team or the board without, you know, polished materials, all kinds of research being done, like all your ducks in a row. In an entrepreneurial organization, they're going to be like, why did you spend so much time doing that? <laughs> like all we need are the ideas and, and the confidence that they're, these are winning ideas, and then we're ready to move forward. So I think the approaches are somewhat different. Um, I think, you know, in larger organizations, you wind up having to manage layers of, you know, politics and bureaucracy and things that often are not present in entrepreneurial organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but it all comes down to fit. I mean, no matter what you, what size company are, or what your need is, the person in front of you who's, you know, presenting as an interim executive or a fractional leader, uh, they should, you should see them fitting into your culture. You should see them being able to lead this change. It should seem like they fit your business in some ways, You're expecting them to bring new ideas and approaches, but it shouldn't seem like oil and water as compared to your culture or the way that you operate. So it's really about assessing fit. So no matter whether you're a huge organization or a tiny one, it's really, can the person in front of me, do they have the skills? Have they been there, done that at this scale? And do I have the confidence that they can basically lead this? Um, Because that's the thing is a lot of entrepreneurial companies and entrepreneurs they view everything as being things that they need to lead or drive or provide the knowledge of that's the value of an interim executive is this person is going to take that burden off your shoulders and bring all this stuff that you might not have or might not have time to do but you've got to view it that way and empower that person to get the job done so you know it's really a fit issue for me and that comes down to skills experience rate um availability um you know like if you're a a committed interim you probably have one client you're working with at a time you might not have the capacity when another client needs you right so it goes down to all those things and making sure that you know just like anything you feel like this is a winning solution
1: right what else besides looking for fit and you mentioned five or six kind of sub elements of fit but what else besides looking for looking for that the business owners who are thinking of utilizing a fractional or interim uh executive fractional leadership what are the things do they need to be looking for to know what kind of fractional they need or set up their their engagement with that fractional for success
0: yeah well i, I think the business owner needs to be clear on what it, what are the pain points or what are the opportunities um and that can be hard it can be hard to be honest with yourself or with others about the shortcomings of your your company um But that's really the most important thing to start Mm -hmm. in. Like there is a real need here. We're definitely going to invest in a solution and we need someone to lead that. Uh, Another thing to be on the lookout is there's a lot of people who call themselves interims or fractional leaders. Uh, In my mind, that's a combination of 50% executive skills and 50% consulting skills or some mix like that. Uh, a lot of folks have been great consultants, but maybe have never been executive leaders or a lot of people have been executive leaders, but maybe have never served a client. They've simply been an industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm looking for someone who can bring both of those things. They can be that balanced, steady leader, but they're also bring this consulting mindset where they know it's about creating value every time they come. It's about moving the ball forward. It's about, frankly, documenting your work well and, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's and making sure that you're a net value add to the organization, not just Some other burden that they now have to deal with and integrate into other things or whatever. So, again, for me, it's like if I can't have the authority to fully lead a change, I I know that is simply not the right opportunity for me because Mm -hmm. that's the type of authority I need to be effective. Uh, Others may work differently. So, you know, that again comes back down to kind of the fit thing. Right. And, you know, I think another important point is in your book, you mentioned this whole notion of drive-by consulting. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way a lot of people feel about bringing an outsider into their organization is they probably view them through the consulting lens. And, you know, again, consultants can be very helpful depending on what the need is. But if, if what you need is someone to not only figure out problems, but present solutions and then lead those, uh, you know, the, the whole notion you present a fly-by consulting, like, you know, we're going to do all this study and then give you a hundred page document that you have to then figure out what to do with just simply isn't helpful for a lot of companies.
1: Right. Right. You, you know, when you, when you talk a minute ago about understanding your own need as a, as a, you know, as somebody who has a business, you have a need, understanding it, understanding what solved looks like. Um, You have a great story in your book, X formation, which I quoted in my book also, because I thought it was a really, really great example about the business that they thought they'd optimized all their processes and then, oh, it must be a technology issue. So they bring in a fractional CTO that who came me. in. That was you. Okay. So I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. okay, cause you you didn't mention that that was you in the story. but but uh, you know and you know when you found okay, no, that you know the whole accountability chart, the whole organizational chart of the business was wrong, and like all these what are all these inefficiencies? You had to basically reorganize the whole business. yeah, but so you missed that, uh, and you happen to have had a very strong operational background too. So, you know, how does the business owner who's saying like, well, you know what, it's like asking my mechanic, you know, can I judge whether my mechanics right that the carburetor is the issue, like, I could be misdiagnosing my own issues. How do yeah. I know I don't need a, you know, COO instead of a CTO I happen to have worked out with you because you had both yeah. skill sets but like, you know, if I'm worrying and I'm feeling insecure about my own ability to diagnose my own problems, because, yeah. again, I haven't built a business my size before this one. so. Yeah, How do I approach that when I'm looking for this kind of help?
0: Yeah. Um, So I I would tell you how I approach it. (laughs) And I think that this thinking can apply to anybody. So whenever I start a brand new engagement, um, a lot of times, surprisingly, I've been engaged by an organization after a very short discussion, like maybe an hour or two, not a deep dive. I have not been inside their business or even met the leadership team a lot of times. Um, So I'm coming in kind of cold, but I know there's a real need and it's so painful that they're willing to move forward. I almost always start in an engagement with a small upfront piece of work that validates the assumptions. Like I have to be able to see the problems firsthand and feel I can solve them. I'm not going to get that in an hour or two meeting beforehand.
1: So you you don't approach it with starting right off the bat with a retainer. You start off with some specific scope type of thing.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, I I particularly don't work for retainer, uh, but you know, it would be a small upfront piece of work where I'm where I'm outlining scope and budget, you know. So usually a few thousand dollars over a day or two, where I'm meeting the team, I'm digging into the problems, I'm doing some key interviews, and then I'm kind of coming back to my sponsor, usually the entrepreneur, and saying like, "This is what I found. This is what I think we need to do. Um, How do you feel about this?" Uh, Because frankly, again, I can't lead it if everybody's not behind it. And sometimes, you know, I may see things that the company's not ready to deal with. They may see it differently. Uh, rarely happens. I mean, I would say 95% of the times when I you know, start an engagement, we then follow through to completion. But I always want to make sure that we're on solid footing. And that comes from my, my years of experience, you know, kind of managing complex engagements and seeing how quickly things can become misaligned. So I mm-hmm. step in. Uh, I basically define the problem, I define what I've found, and I outline what I think the solutions are. If I feel I'm a part of that, then we're moving forward, and if they do too, of course. (laughs) But uh, if I see the problem and I'm like, look, you really have a finance problem here, I'm not not the best resource for that. I'm a tech guy, I'm an ops guy, I'm an organizational guy, I'm a strategy guy, I'm not a finance guy or a marketing guy or a sales guy. (laughs) So if if things start pointing to that's where the, the fire is and that's where the smoke is pouring out of, that's where I'm usually introducing a partner or someone. And I I may even be stepping out and saying like, this is who you actually, need." Um, but you know, 95% of the time we all get on the same page. It just adds further definition to what everybody already believed. And now we've got a solid basis for going forward. Cause we can always come back to and say, this is what we said we needed to do as complexities get added in and you know, the world changes around us.
1: Right. Right. Very cool. I mean, I guess. That also
0: helps me, I should say, scope. You know, like once we understand what it is, then I can confirm, yes, I'm a one day a week solution for this problem. And these are the resources I'll need from your company to help because if, frankly, I'm a fractional leader, I can't do it all myself. So I'm leading a team. And that's an important thing too um you mentioned in your book that that uh, a leader's job a lot of times we assess twenty percent of it is actually leadership and management and eighty percent of it is other stuff doing distractions what what have you well I'm bringing that twenty percent in a very powerful way but I need a team around me to actually execute on right. that vision
1: right a hundred percent and I don't know if you have anything ready at hand, but I would love to hear like a story example. I know it would help make it concrete for people thinking about, you know, any examples of of situations you've come in, whether any of your clients or anybody that you knows clients uh, where, you know, whatever, where they had pains, they had issues, you know, they used some sort of either interim or fractional or whatever type of solution. And then what happened?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, <laughs> I have lots of examples. Uh, yeah, no, I mean the, the whole idea is, you know, the obviously a fractional leader, uh, you know, talent at the top of any organization is expensive, right? So I wouldn't want to pretend like a fractional leader is some bargain solution to your leadership needs. You know, you're actually probably going to spend similar money on a full time hire or a fractional. The reason you would bring in a fractional is again to get you to that next level of capability or stable state where then maybe you hire a full time leader. So I'm going to lead you through the change. Then we're going to put someone in the seat who's, you know, a more stable state, steady operator day to day.
1: Those are very often so, two different kinds of people. Also. Oh
0: yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, like I said, I am not a stable state person. I I go mad when I'm in those types of roles because it's just not exciting enough for me. Uh, it makes it sound like I'm sort of sort of adrenaline junkie or whatever, but I don't know. It's like if I'm not leading change for some reason, I'm just it, it's not me. You know uh, that that's where I find the excitement. That's where I frankly create the most value, and that's what I was going to say is that you know my work is paying off typically for years, maybe forever. Um, So it's not really just like this project, like we're going to implement, you know, a new like, you know, website or something, you know, usually it's born out of strategy and kind of more core change to the business in some way that they feel is so valuable that once they get there, it's going to unlock all these opportunities. So uh, when you talk about like, what does a typical engagement look like or what a success look like? It's almost always focused on some tactical problem or need. Um, Like, for example, I worked as an interim CTO and helped a, a wholesale company launch a consumer consumer, you know, direct to consumer site and then. Uh, a direct-to-wholesale site. They were doing all their business through phone and other stuff. And you know that's a pretty tactical project. But the, the business itself was not operating well enough. They were bottlenecked. They were tapping out because they just simply couldn't break through that next ceiling. What they couldn't see were, what do all the pieces look like to get us to that full next piece? Part of it was this web stuff. But the other part of it was, how are we going to change operationally? How are we going to change our sales practices to you know basically bring in better deals and better customers? You know, basically, the whole initiative was how are we going to, like, it, it improve our customer base and then also reach consumers directly, which they hadn't done. Highly strategic, but a lot of tactical projects in there that created it. So that's why I said we have to start with strategy and make sure we understand what the full picture is in the end game. Then we can execute that. And, you know, usually I'm leading companies through some part of that. Then once they see the pieces on the table and they're getting comfortable, that's when we're talking about my transition out and me helping them find a full time replacement.
1: Right. Awesome. And that's a great example. I really appreciate everything that you've been able to share to share on this. Again, Damon Neth, a great person to reach out to if you look him up. Uh, and you're, you're in the Austin area, I believe Austin, Texas, as a, uh, again, as a certified EOS implementer definitely an expert on the interim executive space. Uh, so definitely a, a great person to know about. And Damon just really, really appreciate this conversation and everything that you share the time you took out today. Thanks, Ben.
0: It was great being on again. Uh, you know, and just one parting thought for people to think about who might be running on EOS. Um, you know, your company focuses on uh, fractional integrators. Uh, that's a kind of a new concept and a burgeoning market and very valuable. And you know, what, what I see is a lot of times companies see that need as they go through the EOS process that they really need an integrator or a leader of leaders, you know, someone who the leadership team reports up to. And a fractional integrator can be such a great way to, to kind of like understand what that job is and test drive it. Because um, again, a lot of times these organizations have never viewed or seen this need. So they're kind of like, we're on board, but we don't exactly know what this person would do day to day. And so a fractional leader in that capacity can really help kind of open their eyes, set the strategy, uh, and you know start opening up the horsepower in the organization and really get the EOS implemented deeply into the company so you know that's a type of change it just it's maybe something that we consider kind of more stable state or whatever but that's a change for many organizations is Mm -hmm. to get running on and living eos you know that can be part of the value of a fractional integrator so i just see so much opportunity uh, in the interim space we really talk about right talent at the right time to solve the right problem you can apply that to any type of business challenge
1: right no, I appreciate it. And, and obviously you're right. I mean, with Wolf's Edge, you know, uh, my, my firm for fractional integrators. Yeah, certainly we got we got 12 members of the team so far, you know, executives who have owned and or ran companies uh, before as integrator. Um, great. You know. Yeah. I mean, fully agree. And and, and I, I definitely like what you said about it setting an example or painting a concrete picture that people may not have been exposed to before about what that looks like and how much it accelerates everyone else's efforts and the whole business's efforts uh, to have that. And then once you've seen it, it's a great bridge solution to when they can help you scale big enough to bring on that right full-time or at least long-term person into that role. And then actually so that that person could see what an effective person in that role looks like because they've seen it before with their fractional. So yeah, Yeah. definitely appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: I love the work you guys are doing.
1: Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thank you. You're listening to
0: Win-Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.